Next on BYU Sports Nation, we've got a Black Friday doorbuster for you, but you have to pick just one. And do we have a deal for you. Just for watching today, you get to hear from Super Bowl champion Dennis Pitta and our coach Steve Cleveland. And we've got a buy two, get one free in the form of Jason Shepard live from Brooklyn. Is Elijah Bryant healthy? Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Jerem Jordan and Brian Logan. What is up? BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Friday, November 24th, the day after Thanksgiving. Hopefully everyone had a wonderful Thanksgiving. I am Jerem Jordan. Spencer Linton is on his way to Hawaii. So I'm joined by a man who is proud, the proud owner of 20 new TVs, Brian Logan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, stayed in line, man. It was, a, it was a rough night, but we got through it. You got your Samsung 65-inch, Sam, 4K, my Sony, LEDs. I got everything, and I'm about to resell them out of my trunk. <laughs> <laughs> no, just mine. It is, it is Black Friday. We've got some deals for you. That is coming up uh, on this Friday, with, which there are 15 college football games today, by the way. Amazing. Thank you. One of which is... The war on I-4, 9-1 USF, 10-0 UCF. I'm excited for that I'm one. Excited and for the that. other games. I'm excited for that, but the game that's most dear to my heart is uh, Virginia. Virginia and Virginia Tech. Yep. That's go, today. Go Bronco. Love you, coach. Love you. I think he's watching right now, and his fist is in the air right now. Oh, he's yeah. Doing no, Bronco he, definitely, he definitely is. He's I, doing Bronco Well, play. I mean, I sent Coach Howard text, so, you know. Yeah. About to be on. Of course. So good luck. Those are your guys. Yeah, yeah. But there are some games of interest for BYU as well, and they are in today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headlines. Most notably, men's basketball playing 25th-ranked Alabama. We want Bama, but not in football, let's be honest. Mm -mm. 2.30 Eastern in Brooklyn today. So that's coming up in just a couple of hours. The Tide, 7.5-point favorite right now. Dave Rose says BYU will rely on the experience of three players. You know, we got this group of three, Yo and, and, and uh, Eli and TJ, that played a lot of minutes together last year. But everybody else, you're adding different pieces to it to find what it actually can do for you to help you match up in different situations. And we're going to play the most talented athletic team that we've played all year long on Friday in Alabama. And we'll see how the rest of the guys match up with, with those three guys and what kind of group we can put out there. We will preview this matchup with... President Coach Steve Cleveland coming up. Also, Jason Shepard live from Brooklyn, who is on the call today because Gregor Bell's in Hawaii. So that's coming up. The Cougars also play UMass tomorrow, 2.30 Eastern. Revenge. The revenge Revenge. After Did you see Kyle Van Noy, by the way, lost a bet with someone from UMass? So he was dressed in UMass gear. What? Yesterday, or he yeah. had taken a picture. I feel, dude, my heart just like jumped. Yeah, I feel UMass. So bad. Well, he's in Boston. He's UMass. Not far I from get Amherst. that, but it's UMass, bro. Like, I know. It's one thing to he wear like, Utah bet. gear. He lost a bet. Think about that, though, right? It's one thing to wear Utah gear, That's but worse. then you got to wear. No, I would rather you wear Utah gear than UMass gear. You get you get out of here. No, right I'm, I sw- bro. I, at least, at least it's, it's Utah, though. Like, that's a branded, like, it's UMass. Respectable? Yes, exactly. That's just yeah. Y- yeah, it's on that level. Take, put your side, put your put your pride aside. I can't with Utah. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> All right, next, next, next. Free game coverage, by the way, on BYU Radio with your boy Ben Bagley, starting at one thirty Eastern time today and tomorrow. Nice. BYU football plays their final game of the season tomorrow. The Cougars are in Hawaii in the Hawaii Bowl, playing against the Rainbow Warriors and the Honolulu Bowl. <laughs> 
and they are a three-point favorite. Head coach Klein Sake says he knows what this game means for Hawaii. That's a, that's a game that has a lot of history, and so, uh, and it, you know, it's their senior day, so they're going to want to send their seniors out the right way, and they're going through some, uh, you know, some uh, a hard time as well this season, same as us, and uh, we have a lot in common. The only difference is that, uh, you know, we're from BYU and they're from Hawaii, but we all want to win, so. If you guys want to get the full analysis and breakdown, join us tomorrow at 7 or at 8 p.m. Eastern. Um, I will be the host, and David Nixon will be my co-host. Countdown to <laughs> and no one else is on it? Well, I mean, you're producing it, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't talked to David and Blaine about this uh, adjusted uh, setup. BYU Radio pregame coverage, by the way, 7 Eastern time tomorrow. Ziggy onside, two tackles and a sack for the Lions in a loss to the Vikings yesterday. Uh, the Vikings worked the Lions yesterday. Mm-hmm. It was a bad day of football, actually. Yep. It's a busy weekend for the other Cougars in the NFL. Jamal Williams and the Packers play in Pittsburgh Sunday. Daniel Sorensen and the Chiefs play the Bills. And Kyle Van Noy won't have a UMass jersey on. He'll have a Patriots jersey on. They play the Dolphins. Yes. Women's basketball hosts the SEC powerhouse Georgia Bulldogs tomorrow in the Marriott Center. The game will be broadcast live at 4 p.m. Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Guarantees. Aren't they the best? They are the best. There's confidence in feeling like something's going to happen, mm-hmm. if it's good. <laughs> Very few things in life are guaranteed, but we are offering a guarantee today in the form of a Black Friday doorbuster. Okay? Hallelujah. You don't even have to leave your house. This is great. Hallelujah. Come on in. Don't get trampled. Everybody stay calm. And Brian, give the people the options on the deals. You get to guarantee a BYU win in one or two games. Football at Hawaii or basketball versus Bama. Which one do you pick and why? That's our Twitter question. Weigh in. First tweet in at Nelvin Wilson 7 Nice number, by the way. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> Bama. Sets the Cougars up for a great basketball run this season. Hawaii game would be nice, but only helps for next year at this point. Hashtag road Road. <laughs> yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe we'll see that today. So you get, a, you get a pick one or the other, okay? You get a pick beating Alabama in basketball. They are ranked. That'd be a fantastic non-conference win. In fact, I think this is one of the top five games BYU plays all year, the other four being two with St. Mary's, two with Gonzaga. Right. Or you end the season on a high note against Hawaii in a uh, somewhat meaningless game that we've uh, joked is the Honolulu Bowl. So, oh, so use hashtag BYUSNWIN. Brian Logan, what is your selection? This is such a hard decision to make, Jeremy. But it's a doorbuster. Oh, so my gosh. I want Bama. Bama all the way, man. All the way. The former football player picks hoops. Hoops, man. You know what? Balls, football is not life this year for me. Ball so. is life. Basketball is life right now for me. <laughs> yeah. It's so hard to say that. So, so why, why basketball over football? I mean, honestly, I'm just going to be honest. and forgive. What were you before? I was half honest. <laughs> honest. <laughs> oh, honest. Look, check this out, man. Uh, forgive me, fans and people who are listening, all that. The football season's over, man. It's been over for a while, right? And... I think what we wanted to see as fans and just as alumni was just progression, you know, and, and the fact that we don't see that progression uh, at a consistent level. We saw a digression. Yeah, exactly. UMass was the low moment of the year. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think, I think the probably a good moment was UNLV, but it's like taking two steps forward and then 25 million steps backwards. But shouldn't BYU beat UNLV? They've never lost in that. No, exactly. That's something you should do as opposed to something 
really good. Like, really good would be like, I don't know, beat Utah. Yeah. Not well, win 18 in a row. I'm saying, man, I, I joke all the time about, you know, bringing my laptop to, to, to class. Sometimes I would skip class. Sometimes, no. um, you know, to watch. That's your fi- limitation? To watch film and stuff. <laughs> and, and, and UNLV, like UNLV, the Wyoming weeks. Nah, man, I was doing homework. I didn't care about too much about film. Because I was like, I could, I, could, I could whoop these guys in my sleep, you know? And so when you see, the, you know, games like this and you're struggling and you put yourself in those shoes, it's like, no, man, we, 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 wasn't, we didn't work that hard against those schools, you know, as an individual. And you still won the game. And we still, like, whooped them, like, 50 to zero, you know? So it's like, this season, this season is done. And, and, and I think more than anything, the, you know, when I, when I was watching uh, uh, the blue and white scrimmage, I literally forgot about football, man. Isn't that crazy? How like, dare like, you. right? That's what I'm saying, man. Like, <laughs> I literally forgot about football. I was so pumped and excited for this basketball season that, you know, all the pain and the agony and the tears, man, that I went through this season as a fan and an analyst, it all went, to, it all went away because of you, basketball. What camera am I? You, basketball. Love you, basketball. Thank you. Appreciate okay, it. I agree with you. I would take men's hoops over Alabama because Why? BYU Why? needs it, needs it for its resume, just to be bubblicious. I, I don't think this is the year BYU climbs into the NCAA tournament and makes this a three-bid league. In fact, the West Coast Conference in its history has been a three-bid league a total of two times. Um, I don't think that's this year for BYU. I think this team is building towards next year. There are no seniors. There's one freshman. You're late in the game. You're figuring out that you're not going to have Nick Emery, who has been a starter the last two years. BYU's got a new scheme on offense and defense. Thanks to Heath Schroer. This would be a nice win. BYU's a seven and a half point dog. Twenty five percent chance of winning, according to Ken Palm. So this would be a nice upset. And, and, and in think, fact, and think, about, and think about this though, right? When when you when you're building for something, like if you're saying, okay, it's not for this year, it's for next year. You want to go back and look at your resume as a player and, and as a program and say, you know what? Look what look what we've done, right? We 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 knocked down some giants. This would be done- one of the best wins BYU's had in a while. Man, I'm, I mean, I'm telling you, at Gonzaga, number one team last year, that was huge, right? But this would be nice, and it's been a while. It really has been a while since BYU beat a team ranked in the top twenty-five in non-conference play, which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. It's been 10 years and one day, in fact, since BYU beat a top 25-ranked non-conference team. It was sixth-ranked Louisville. I was a student sideline reporter on that game with Rick Pitino on one side and second-year head coach Dave Rose on the other, and BYU won in Vegas. That was a big win. So it's been a long time. But there are three games this weekend. And, And what's the chance BYU gets multiple? Let's play a little what's the chance. BYU Sports Nation asks, what's the chance? What's the chance? It's presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. So let's ask this question. What's the chance BYU men's hoops and football combine to win at least two of the three games? So you have football versus Hawaii, basketball versus Alabama, basketball versus UMass. What do you think? Um, I'm going to say 100% chance. 100% chance they get two. Both basketball. Both <laughs> <laughs> BYU just outright beats Alabama. Wow. Both basketball. Calling your shot? Is this a bold like is this Brian Bull prediction? It's a bold prediction. It's bold prediction Friday. Yeah. But it's bold prediction right I there. Mean, you're bold every day. You know, I know. The day I know. doesn't matter. That's that's called swag. 100%. It's called swag. Yeah. 100%. I go 56%. I think there's Where do you get the 6 from? Why don't you just I don't, go 50? I don't know. <laughs> Cuz it sounds like Brian, it, it sounds, sounds legit. It sounds like I thought through it. <laughs> okay? If you just say 50, it, you lick a stamp and mail it in, man. Bro, you know I freestyle. I know. Hawaii 
is a game that uh, could go either way. I don't know. UMass, yeah, I think, is yeah. a game BYU is going to get. So my question is whether BYU beats Hawaii. Because Alabama, if BYU wins that game, that's a tremendous win. Yeah. Um, you at least want to be competitive in that. UT Arlington took a two Alabama <laughs> in the form of competition in a one-point game, almost won that game. BYU couldn't hang with Arlington. Yeah, it's kind of scary. In Provo. So, I, yeah, Colin Sexton, one of the best players BYU will play all year. You're maybe the best player individually. So you just right now, football, right? Just no, maybe, toss up. Yeah, I don't know okay. how motivated is BYU. They're on the beach. <laughs> They're on the. How motivated are they? It's a bowl game, man. It, it 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 is a true bowl game. Coming up, our coach Steve Cleveland joins us. What does he expect from BYU today versus Bama? I like basketball more than a football matchup here, though. I'll tell you this. And this is our final interview with Dennis Pittman, maybe. What? Brad's former teammate tells us what winning the final game of the season does for a team. And how motivated does he think BYU is to play in this? He's BYU Sports Nation. Not so much. That's why. What's the Chance is brought to you by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. We are simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. The conversation is happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. And join us tomorrow for a countdown to kickoff at 8 p.m. Eastern on BYU TV. Uh, that'll be myself, Brian Logan, and David Nixon as your host. Bring any- it all down. Will anyone else be on it? And uh, Jerem Jordan. No, I'm not on it. Our lovely producer behind the scenes. Yeah, I'm behind the scenes, so whatever. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Will anyone else be on that bit? Like, <laughs> no, Spencer, did we send him to Hawaii for nothing? Oh, yeah, Spencer will be on for a little bit, like, probably like 10. He'll, we have a couple of 10 minute hits, right? Total. 10 minute ten, hits? Ten, well, 10 minute total. 10 minutes? 10 minutes total, right? Something like that. No, not yeah. that much. Oh, okay. Maybe like three minutes total. He'll not, be on. No, that's too But Uncle, Uncle Dave. Okay, Uncle, yeah. Uncle Dave clearly, is. Uh... <laughs> clearly, we have some work to do before tomorrow night with Countdown to Kickoff. Our Twitter question you get to guarantee a BYU win in one of two games. Football at Hawaii or basketball versus Alabama? Which one do you pick and why? At Tyrog14. Basketball win versus Alabama. Maybe a Hawaii loss would be even more shocking to the team system that they'll work that much harder during the offseason and make the needed changes. Hopefully both win, though. Yeah, that's the hope. The BYU just wins every game, obviously. Yeah. But uh, if you only get one, and that's our doorbuster here on a Black get Friday, one. you get a pick it's one. It's like you're running, you're running around the corner. And you see that team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see all the all the crazy people going for yeah. both, and you're like, I've got to be one of these crazy people as well. Yep. Which one am I going to get? Which, which, where are you going to yeah. go? You, gonna, you got to pick. Turn left or are you going to turn right? You got to pick. Our next guest is uh, Dennis Pitta on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline, former BYU All-American, Baltimore Raven. Dennis, how's your Black Friday going, bro? Doing some shopping, but... I took some time out for you guys, so thank you. Thanks, what man. what what's the number one item on your list today? Uh, I, there is no items on my list. I am not shopping on Black Friday. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I, just watch, I just watch YouTube videos of people getting trampled and stealing toys from kids. That's about what my Black Friday consists of. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> the fun part of it. Hoping everyone's okay uh, when all is said and done. What's not been okay is the BYU football season, but they're ending it tomorrow uh, at Hawaii. Uh, motivation for this game is an interesting conversation. Was there ever a game where you weren't that motivated to play, but you went into it and won it anyway? Um, you know, as I, as I think back, 
there were definitely some games where you lack motivation for whatever reason. Maybe you're going against a lesser opponent or whatever it might be, or you lack focus during the week of preparation. And one that comes to mind is uh, in 2007, we played Eastern Washington. The snow it was globe a home game. game. Yes, it was incredibly snowy in the second half. Um, just a miserable game. But so I think we ended up winning. 40-something to 7. I mean, we blew them out, right? It was an inferior opponent. But going into that game, I remember talking with, you know, some of the other guys like, yeah, we're about to get a bunch of stats. Yep. It's going to be a great game. We're going to blow them out. And I went into that game unfocused, whatever it may be. I think I had one catch for five yards and uh, played a terrible game, probably my worst game as a collegiate athlete. I think I dropped a, a, a ball over the middle. It was just ugly. Horrible. And to – and it was the only game in my whole career where I've worn the hand muff warmer. You know, the thing that goes around your waist, you put your hands in? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I wore it for that game, and I played so poorly that I've never worn it in my entire career. <laughs> and that's in Baltimore, <laughs> Maryland, where you could wear it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, there's been plenty of times on the field. I've played in a lot of cold games where I've wanted that hand muff thing. I won't do it. I won't wear it because of that game. Dennis, Dennis, <laughs> Dennis did you, did you with, the, with the hand warmer, with the, the muff, did you put – um, like a bean bag in there to to warm it up. The actual hand warmer is like a heat warmer. Did you put you put it in there? Yeah, you put you you crack the little whatever the, the yep. things that heat up the little packs and you stuff them in there. That's your issue, bro. And then that's your issue right there. It, that was your issue. You got to put you could put your hands in there, but you can't have that. That way, your 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 hands when you take them in and out, they're not as shocked. And then you're able to catch the ball. You still have the soft hands. Look, man, this is a DB. Whenever you need some advice, holler at me, man. You got my phone number. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess I should have turned for you to advice with, with the hand warmer thing, but psychologically I could never put it back on because I felt like I wasn't going to be able to catch the ball. I was going to play terrible. So the hand muffed out. Whether I had the, the heat packs in there or not, I can't do it. <laughs> That's interesting. BYU's at Hawaii. They left on Wednesday, uh, got there. They had uh, their own version of a turkey bowl with practice yesterday uh, morning. They play Hawaii tomorrow. Long-time rival in the whack. I wouldn't say it's a rival for BYU, but Hawaii, this is – the number one rival, according to head coach Nick Rolovich. What kind of motivation do you think this team has going into the last one, trying to finish on a, a high, but they are in Hawaii and they're not going to a bowl game? Yeah, I mean, you talk about distractions. Is there a bigger distraction than being in Hawaii with the beach and the nice weather and everything, especially coming from Provo at this time of year? I mean, it's going to be a difficult game to mentally be focused and, and block out all those distractions. And like you mentioned, Hawaii takes this game serious. We are in their eyes their biggest rival. And so whether that's, you know, that way for us, and we can talk more about rivalries like we did when we talked about Utah State, but I won't get into that. <laughs> but you talk about you talk about this Hawaii team, they're going to be motivated. It's senior day for them. This is their last home game, and, and this is a team that actually has played better football in their home stadium than they have on the road. And, you know, a team that has obviously a, a grueling road schedule in Hawaii, having to constantly come over into the mainland. But, I think they're going to be motivated. It's going to be a tough team to beat, and their strength is on the offensive side of the ball, and they're going to want to run the ball, and we've got to be able to stop it and score some points of our own. So we'll see how the game goes. It'll be, it'll be a tough one. Dennis, how has this season changed your expectations heading into the next year? Next year? Well, it's drastically changed them from the beginning of this year. I think we all had high expectations going into this year, and for one reason, that's because we had stability at the quarterback position. You had a returning starter essentially at quarterback in Tanner Mangum and that's the one position on a football team when you talk about expectations for the following year that's the one spot you want to see solidified before you go into an offseason 
And unfortunately, there are going to be question marks, huge question marks as to who the quarterback is going to be moving forward and going into next year. So I think it's difficult to have high expectations of this team because if you can't figure the quarterback spot out, you have a lot of issues. No matter the talent you have around him, that's the most important position in all of football at any level. And so this team's got serious question marks, and I think we have to table our expectations going into next year until we can find a guy that can can be a proven winner at that spot. I think we get to the minimum threshold for success in the expectations for next year, and that's make a bowl game. Um, and th- that's, oh, make a bowl yes. game, and then you, you go from there. That's your goal. But like you said, the quarterback spot is the number one question on this offense. In fact, I look across the board and I go, why will it be drastically better when you're returning the same crew that couldn't get it done mm. this year? But let's start with quarterback, okay? What can Joe Critchlow do, if anything, to be the clear number one going into spring against Hawaii? Well, I don't know that there's anything he can do to be the clear number one at this point. And listen, I, I was one of those who were really high on Critchlow after he played UNLV. I thought he managed the game well. He didn't turn the ball over. He looked good throwing it. He looked poised and confident. And really, we did not see that last week. We saw a very different player. We saw someone who was turning the ball over, wasn't managing the game. They were unable to generate really big plays or anything consistently offensively. And so I think, uh, and I did mention a couple weeks ago, you do have to see how these final couple games play out before you can crown some of the starter. But that was as high as anybody on Critchlow based on how he played against UNLV. So it's going to be interesting. I don't think, even if he played well in this game, I think you still have to remember what he did last game as part of who he is. Yeah. And so you have to take that in consideration. I think it's a wide-open competition going into next year. And to be honest, I wouldn't be opposed to seeing a new quarterback this game. I think you need to figure out and who's in the wings. Is it Cody Wilstead? Cody Wilstead, I yeah. Think, I think he's a guy that maybe you give him some opportunities, maybe play a half of football, see what you have there, because it will only help you and be beneficial to this team moving forward to see what you have on all those pieces. So you would recommend burning the red shirt, like last game, no hope, just to see what he's got, Cody Wilstead? Well, now that you mention that, I forget he's redshirting. Okay, Jerem. <laughs> Sorry. Because, yeah, th- I don't then you save I, him, right? Don't back that down that to Jerem. Don't back down. That's probably, yeah, you're right. He's redshirting. That's probably a terrible thing to just burn a redshirt for one half of football just to see what you have for the future. But um, with that, thank you for putting me in my place. I will, I will retract <laughs> that last Someone has to do it. <laughs> if, if, right. if Joe Critchlow uh, – has a similar performance in the first half. Let's say he throws two or three picks. He had four against UMass. You might be in a position where you have to burn the red shirt and bring in Cody Wilstead if you want, or you just write him out like they did against right. UMass. Yeah. They didn't bring in Wilstead. No, just write I, it. You, you write probably it, write him out, right? You just write it out, and you hand the ball off, and you tell yeah. JoJo, snap the ball with .5 seconds left. On the clock. Well, and I think you're right. The fact that they didn't bring in Wilstead last game, uh, tells you that they're not really willing to burn the red shirt for just the remainder of this season. Yeah. And so I'm completely flipping my position. I think Chris Lowe has to play this whole game. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we talked it out rationally. We thought through this, right? It's what, it's yeah. what we do on the exactly. show. Exactly. You, you guys helped me realize that was a terrible decision. It's what we, it's what we do. Milk was a bad choice. Hey, B.O.B., man. <laughs> Band of Brothers. It's what we do. Dennis, I have a, I have a question regarding this, this whole you know topic. Um, as far as JoJo being a completely different player. JoJo, JoJo that's, his, that's his name, man. No, JoJo. And, and, and so I was confused, like, like literally to this very day, confused on the drastic difference that I've seen him, um, you know, against UNLV versus UMass. And so to me as a player, my experience, I'm like, there's, 
there's not there's no way in the world somebody can play that drastically, right? And so I started thinking about, you know, is it scheme, is it coaching, or heck, maybe really is it, you know, um, you know, just the situations as far as who you're playing and, and what you're up against. But in your opinion, what do you think uh, you know, caused some like day I mean it was day and night, a day and night performance. Well, when you really look at the two games he played, it was drastically different. And going into those two games, you would think what would be the tougher uh, opponent and tougher situation for him to play in? It would be on the road at UNLV, who's largely a better opponent than you would think UMass was. Right. But he handled that terrifically. He handled that about as well as he could have. And then coming home against, in my opinion, a lesser opponent, not as good of a defense, he struggled. And so you can't really pin that on scheme. I don't think you can point to anything but inconsistency with the player itself. And so that's alarming. Mm. And you look across, you know, you look at the NFL, you look at these, like the greatest players are the players that play consistently game in and game out. Mm. You know what you're going to get from them. And unfortunately, we don't know at this point what we're going to get from Joe. And that's concerning for me. It's a small sample size, but you know, you want to see some consistency out of player even early on. And to be that different from game to game and really coming into a more comfortable environment is it's troubling. Dennis Pitta is on BYU Sports Nation. Dennis, how does a win or a loss affect the offseason for BYU football? Well, it's not going to change much except for the fact that you're going to go off into the offseason on a good note. And that's what you want. You want to win your last game. You want to send the seniors off on the right foot. You want to just enter the offseason. Now, they're going to have a pretty decent break here, a month and a half or so until they start, you know, winter workouts and all that. Um, So you're going to have plenty of time to digest what happened this season, but you want to end it on a positive note, whatever that may be. And going to to Hawaii and getting a win would be huge just for the morale of this team moving forward and just so you can enjoy the trip. That's a long flight back to Provo from Hawaii. And the last thing you want to do is be sitting on that plane with another loss and now double-digit losses on the season. And so uh, a win's going to be huge for this team, and you know, hopefully they can put the distractions aside and get one tomorrow. Dennis, we appreciate the time. We hope you have a great day not shopping uh, <laughs> on Black Friday. Thank you, guys. I will not be shopping, but come Cyber Monday, I'm going to hit it hard. <laughs> you, you always do. Thanks, Dennis. We appreciate it. Dennis Pitt on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Your former teammate, Dennis Pitt, always bringing it, rationally thinking yeah. through things. We decided that Cody Willstead can't play. That's See, what we learned. Yeah, you know what? It's something that, was, it. that was big with him that I, that I took, which is what Bronco always preaches consistently. Consistency, right? Can you do this every single play for a 60-minute straight? That's what separates good from great players. And that's that's exactly what he what he said. Amen to See, that. Obviously, he got the message. He's in the NFL. I'm on BYU Sports Nation. Not his plan. Coming up, Jason Shepard is on the call of today's BYU versus Bama game. But first, he'll join us to preview. Well, he wants to be on BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> Plus, we'll co- talk to President Coach Steve Cleveland. How does BYU slow down Alabama's big gun, Colin Sexton? BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by Tecano's Brazilian Grill. Escape the ordinary. Mm, <laughs> Welcome back. Jerem Jordan and Brian Logan in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio and BYU TV. We're also on demand anytime, anywhere. Men's basketball versus number 25 Alabama today at 2.30 Eastern. 
on BYU Radio and the app with pregame coverage starting at 1.30 Eastern. That's a big game, as we've mentioned. BYU gets Bama. You ask for them, they get them. Yes. So let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. As you mentioned, men's hoops playing Alabama. That game's on Facebook Live. Mm. We will tweet out the link. I'll tweet out the link. You can go to com. the men's basketball schedule page. I think it's Stadium College who's hosting that. Uh, BYU playing 25th-ranked Alabama, 7.5-point underdogs to the Tide. Cougars play UMass tomorrow as well. It's all a part of the Barclays Center Classic. Uh, you can listen to the games on BYU Radio as well with Jason Shepard Mark Durant. Pre-game coverage starting at 1.30 Eastern today and tomorrow. So we're talking about uh, an hour Mm. An hour from now, Get her done. Uh, getting the pregame underway. So let's go. Get her done. BYU football plays their final game of the 2017 season tomorrow. The Cougars are in Hawaii to face the Rainbow Warriors. Uh, the Cougars are a three-point favorite. That means Hawaii stinks. <laughs> there, that means they are boo-boo John-John. <laughs> <laughs> Coverage on BYU TV begins with countdown to kickoff. At 8 p.m. Eastern tomorrow, BYU Radio pregame begins at 7 p.m. Eastern. You need like a Polynesian version of Boo Boo Johnson. Boo, you I think know, about it. I know. Ziggy Ansah had two tackles <laughs> and a sack for the Lions and a loss to the Vikings yesterday. It's a busy weekend for other Cougars in the NFL. Jamal Williams and the Packers play Pittsburgh. Aye. Daniel Sorensen and the Chiefs play the Bills. Aye. And Kyle Vanoy and the Patriots play the Dolphins. Hey. Hey, way to wait, wait for the snap. Yeah, man. yeah. You know me, man. That was good. I, I look at the you ball. Didn't jump. No, no. I'm an offensive player at heart. Told you that. That's not true. <laughs> You want the offensive glory, but you want to play on defense. Women's basketball hosts the SEC powerhouse Georgia Bulldogs tomorrow in the Marriott Center. The game will be broadcast live at 4 p.m. Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. And we continue the thought with hoops, BYU versus Alabama, then UMass tomorrow. To break down the matchups, we bring in Steve Cleveland on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. Coach Cleve, how you doing today? Coach. Good, guys. Happy Thanksgiving. Hey, happy Thanksgiving you. to you. We uh, have been blessed and are thankful for a few good matchups for BYU basketball in Brooklyn. Today, uh, BYU plays Alabama. But first, I want to get some of your top takeaways from BYU's win over Niagara Tuesday. You know what? The second half, uh, it was probably, for, to me, the, the, the best execution that they've had in this young season thus far. I mean, you could kind of see the system at its best, how it worked. There was really good, sharp, clean ball screen action. Inside out, there was good high-low action, screen for the you know the, the the ball screen action, screens for threes. I mean everything was just really went well. Obviously the numbers kind of um, verify that and validate that because they they really do. I think they shot 60 percent in the second half or close to it. But it was just fun to see them make shots when they were running the offense and they were getting it off the offense. So that that was the best offense I've seen. And anytime you know you have talented young men that can you know can score. And then they execute on top of it. It was really hard to guard. So uh, I love what I saw there. They shared the ball. The ball was always going side to side, which every coach wants. And uh, maybe the, the best thing about it is they had 44 points in the paint and, uh, you know, a variety of ways. So, yeah, I thought it was really good. Coach, that's, that's a lot of great things that happened. What, what were some of the, the things that you think that they could have approved uh, or they could or need to um, improve upon? From that game. Well, I thought in the first half they were really early. I mean, they were really they were quick. They weren't patient with the offense, turning the ball over, uh, and, and not really defending with the kind of passion that they've had. And so it was kind of a tale of two halves. So if if I you know, if they had done the same thing in the second half, they'd have lost that game because Niagara is such a sneaky team, and they they could bounce it, beat you off the bounce anytime they wanted to, and they were knocking shots down. 
So they're a scary type team to play. You typically when you play teams like that at home, second half, things settle in and uh, they don't make the shots. But that's a dangerous team to play, and and they came out and played better the second half. But the first half was kind of the antithesis of the second. I mean, it was just the opposite. They just didn't play very well. Now they have a matchup in which they'll probably need to be well-rounded in both halves, today against Alabama. Uh, This is a a team that's ranked. Colin Sexton is a future lottery pick, 25 a game, 4.7 assists per game. He's shooting 63%. He's a guard. This guy is a heck of a player, maybe the best player BYU will play all year. Uh, If BYU wins this game, what did they do? Well, they're going to have to make somebody else beat them. I'll just tell you that right now. They let him go off, and they don't do make some adjustments. Like, for instance, coming off of ball screens, when they come off of ball screens, they got to double the ball hard and get it out of his hands and make a big beat you or make another guard beat you. I think that's the best way to stop a really high-scoring, very efficient offensive player is you make them do things that they don't want to do. And so the adjustments defensively are going to be really important early in the game. In transition, it's more difficult. But I think that the situation with Sexton is that if he gets in the flow, I think, the, I think the most positive thing for BYU is that this is Alabama's first game away from home. They've played four home games, maybe a neutral site game, but <clears throat> this is a game where they're on the road for the first time. They have young team. They have three freshmen that play a lot of minutes. You mentioned Sexton. John Petty's averaging 15 a game. So it is a young team. They kind of depend on a few veterans like Coach Johnson's son, Avery Johnson Jr. He came in and gave him a, a big lift. But I, I think defensively, Early on in this game, what, if they can take things away early and make this team struggle, then it, it'll be their first real competitive game since UT Arlington. I mean, UT Arlington uh, is a game where they were down eight, nine points, you know, but that game was at home. And so it's hard to compare the two scores. We know Arlington's really good, but they played them at home and really were lucky to beat them. So I, I, I look at this game to be more competitive than maybe people think only because it's their first time away from home and it's a situation where BYU's had a chance. They've got tape on them. It's easier this first game where they have tape on them. They've prepared for them. I'm sure they've prepared for UMass as well, but, but certainly they're more prepared for Alabama than they might be UMass. So, Coach, if you take the ball out of Sexton's hands and you make somebody else on his team uh, beat you, uh, are you okay with that, or would you, you know, during the game – you know, make some more adjustments to where, you know, you're, you're, you're now defending those players, you know, head up instead of double well, teaming. It, it, it certainly, if somebody is going off and they're leaving people, you have to make adjustments. You know, you might go to a one, three, one zone. You might, you may play them straight up. Sexton misses his first four or five shots. And all of a sudden you go back to the original game plan where you just play him straight up until he gets hot again. So you're constantly in flux and with game plan. I mean, initially, if we play it, just get the ball out of his hands and make somebody else beat us, and then other people are doing that. You may go back to a traditional where we're going to stay, play honest with each of our guys, block out, and contest shots. And then depending on what the circumstances are, coming out of timeouts, dead balls, maybe try some zone. I think you want to try a little bit of everything in the first 10 or 15 minutes to get a feel. So you you want to make this game as choppy. You don't want Alabama to have a flow in this game where they feel comfortable. They need to make them feel uncomfortable. And then at the other end, they obviously they're going to have to score themselves. But, uh, you know, they are playing an experienced team. But as you said, Jeremy, pretty talented. This is a, a lottery pick guy or first-round guy that's going to be in the NBA next year. But um, you know what? We, I watched the first half of the Duke-Portland uh, State game yesterday. Anything's possible.
That's right. Anything Kevin, is possible. Kevin Garnett is not a liar. That's exactly <laughs> right. We're talking to Steve Cleveland on BYU Sports Nation. Dave Rose was pretty outspoken after the Niagara game, saying, if we had known what the setup would turn into, we might not have gone there. Uh, BYU was expecting to play in the Barclays Center, home of the Brooklyn Nets, on an ESPN. Instead, they're playing at LIU Brooklyn's gym, <laughs> a.k.a. Salt Lake Community College <laughs> of Brooklyn. Uh, and... And they're playing on Facebook Live. Like, this is a weird setup. Do you feel the same way yeah. as Dave Rose? Yeah, it, it is. I mean, you know, that's not what you wanted. That's not what you signed up for. Uh, you have to make some adjustments sometimes. But, yeah, that, I mean, going in, they would have never done this. But the fact is, you know what, you can't let that get into their heads as coaches or the players. We're going to play. You know, it's like another rule. Hey, it's 2,500 seed arena. You're gonna, it's, just, it's like a warm-up for the WCC. Okay, that, that's how I approach it. Hey, this is a facility just like we're going to play, you know, 18 conference games in. Let's get our heads right. We'll, we'll play at the big arena tomorrow. Um, and, and, you, you know, you can't, you, you can't talk about that too much. I get what Dave's saying, and certainly uh, he probably would not have signed, signed up for that. But the fact is they are still in New York. What a great trip for the guys, Thanksgiving parade, all the things that go with New York. Uh, I, I'll be honest with you, I don't think the kids really care. I mean, they want to play. I don't care if they play in a 2,500 or 25,000, and they're going to get a chance to play in Barclays tomorrow against UMass. So, no, I, I get what Dave's saying, and, and I, I probably, you know, I probably wouldn't have signed up for it, especially when you look at all the other really prestigious tournaments going on around the country in big time facilities. But it is what it is, and uh, they got a chance to beat a ranked team. Never fear, Brooklyn is here, Coach. We appreciate right. the time. You're welcome. Steve Cleveland on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. He always brings points I had never thought of. Yeah, he always he's, does. He's always I love good. it. You know what, though, man? I, I put myself in their situation, like with Oklahoma. If we weren't going to play in the Cowboys, I would have been. If you had played at a high school, I would have quit. On a high school I would have been like, I'm not. I'm on red-shirting. The internet? I'm red-shirting. I'm not doing this. Not playing. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit bigger game than 25th ranked Alabama. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Coming up, Cougars in the NFL from yesterday and this upcoming weekend. Information coming up in today's Whoop Around. And our boy Jason Shepard will be on the phone from Brooklyn at the arena. He's all set up and ready to go. Is Elijah Bryant healthy for today's game? We'll ask him. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Black Friday. Jerem Jordan and Brian Logan live from Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Watch our daily rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 Eastern time. Women's basketball hosts the SEC powerhouse Georgia Bulldogs tomorrow in the Marriott Center. The game will be broadcast live at 4 p.m. Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Our Twitter question today, you get to guarantee a BYU win in one of two games, football at Hawaii or basketball versus Alabama. Which one do you pick and why? You just heard Brian Lowe's response. (laughs) I agree with him for once. Use hashtag BYUSN, at McKay underscore Allen. Absolutely! All caps. A basketball win over Alabama. I like reading it as it's written. Mm -mm. Oh, that makes more sense. Yeah, Yeah, I get it now. This would be, it's welcome. Mm. This would be a resume (laughs) win and may help this team now and in the future. Sure, a football win would feel nice but it would have little to no impact on this team for the season or the future. Yeah. Well, the future maybe, but you're right. Maybe. It's, it's a much. tad bit momentum. I mean, it's like what Dennis said, right? Yeah. You get, you get a little nice yeah. and warm and fuzzy, but uh, as far as like we recruiting. We playing for warm and fuzzies. We're playing for actual dubs. I'm, I'm just saying like for, you're right. Post-season. I mean, you're right. I mean, I mean, don't make me put the helmet on right now, Jeremy. You're getting me all juiced up, fired up. Later. But I'm just saying. Let's do that later. I'm just saying this, though. 
one win or one loss is not going to affect like recruiting, for example. Sure. It's 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 there's nothing there's yeah no sure mm-mm, mm-mm. next now if there's a man who hit up uh, Black Friday shopping hard mm. you know it'd be Spencer Linton yes. he's not our next guest but our <laughs> next guest is Jason Shepard who is at the LIU Brooklyn gym right now on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline Jason what is up my brother how is New York uh, New York is cool I, yeah I am the opposite of spending lots of money on things. Uh, I believe you call that cheap. That would be me. <laughs> uh, no, I'm good. Yeah, I'm actually I'm literally uh, in the heart of Brooklyn, which is very cool. I have never been to New York or surrounding areas before, so to be able to experience this, it's pretty cool. Um, it, the weather's been great. The morning did start off a little, uh, little ominous, uh, and ho- so I'm hoping the day turns out a little bit better. But uh, other than that, I ended up dropping like the broadcast equipment right on the edge of my toe. And I'm in like what? some serious. I'm, I'm like some serious pain. You know those cartoons where like someone will fall on the on the toe and the, they'll have like an exaggerated big toe and it'll be like throbbing. That's yes. the way my big toe feels right now. Wow, I'm sorry. So that's yeah. how my day started. So I'm really hoping that things get a lot better from that point on. Hey, Fighting man. through the pain. Just get, some, get some tape and wrap it around. <laughs> and uh, when you come when you come through the interior, make sure that you go on the outside um, of your heel and bring it back up, and you should be good. I was thinking about maybe even just going Ronnie Lott and cutting the thing off, but that's, you know, I just oh, not to go that route. You're a better man than me. Man, so, so much audible violence. Trevor <laughs> <laughs> Manage and now Jason. Meanwhile, Gregor Bell just tweeted Aloha Cougar Nation images from uh, Hawaii. So Brian and I are feeling great about our lives and uh, what's going on. No, I'm not. I hate everybody that's in Hawaii. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm bad. word, Max Hall. Uh, let's talk about the game in front of us BYU versus Alabama. You're going to call this game on BYU Radio with Mark Durant coming up at uh, 2.30 Eastern time, pregame at 1.30. If BYU wins this game, what do you think they did? Well, first of all, they're going to have to shoot really well. I, th- I think if they win this game, they shoot uh, a high percentage, especially from three. I mean, that's what we've seen when this BYU basketball team is really clicking all cylinders. Not only are they shooting the ball well, but their perimeter game is, dare I say, elite. So I think that that's something that will play a major role and then on the defensive end, I mean, you're going up against a team, obviously 25th ranked in the country. I mean, it's, this is a good basketball team, but when you look at it even closer, the thing that stands out to me about this Alabama team is not only are they really good, but they're really young, and that doesn't always coincide. Usually it takes a team uh, a little while, especially with such young players, to be able to, to play this well together, and they have really gelled quickly, and it's all led by Colin Sexton, the freshman, the top 10, consensus top 10 player coming out of high school, he has been fantastic. He's averaging 25 a game, leads the SEC all scores uh, in, in hoops through three games. I mean, this is a guy that you're going to have to pay attention to. Uh, they're, they're athletic. They're long. So BYU is going to have to make sure that they don't let these guys go off, which we've seen uh, so far this season that they can very easily do. Jason, this is a top five game on BYU's schedule. Pretty big opportunity um, for BYU. So what, what, a, what would a win mean for this BYU team today against Alabama? Well, it would be huge. I mean, it's an opportunity to take on a top 25 team. I mean, this is one of those wins that for BYU, I mean, that's what you're wanting to do in your non-conference. I mean, obviously your conference games are set, but when you schedule your non-conference games, it's an opportunity for you to not only prepare yourself 
before when conference begins, but it's an opportunity to play teams that can get you noticed nationally. And a win today over an Avery Johnson-coached Alabama Crimson Tide team would do that. It would, And quite honestly, I think it would be, um, after all of the, the talk after the loss to UT Arlington, you know, it would be able to kind of settle that down and, and let BYU prove to themselves that they can take on these teams. So I, it's, it's a huge game, um, and, I, and I'm glad that it's, it's game one versus the game tomorrow because obviously playing back-to-back is always a tricky situation. I'm glad they're getting Alabama in the first game of this, of this Barclays Center Classic. And Alabama could be looking ahead to 14th-ranked Minnesota. That's the matchup for them, which is coming up tomorrow. BYU's is straight up with Alabama here. Uh, Elijah Bryant uh, played on an injured foot Tuesday, actually led BYU in scoring with 22 off the bench. How does he look? It is, it is so funny that you asked that question at that very moment because literally as you're mentioning Elijah Bryant, the BYU bus pulls right in front of the window I'm standing at, and the one silhouette I can see is Elijah's hair. Of course. Nice. <laughs> the weekend has arrived. Don't care, don't care. That was, that was perfect timing, by the way. Uh, all accounts are everything is good. Um, he's been practicing the last couple of days, so uh, he should be in the starting lineup for BYU today, and then all is well when it comes to Elijah. BYU and Alabama coming up uh, 2.30 Eastern time on uh, Facebook Live and BYU Radio. You can listen to BYU Radio pregame coverage as well at 1.30. We know about Avery Johnson uh, as the head coach. We've talked about Colin Sexton. What else do the Tide bring to the table? Well, as I mentioned, they bring a lot of athleticism and size. Another guy to pay attention to today is, ironically enough, another freshman, uh, John Petty. Uh, he's number 23. He's averaging almost 16 points a game. And the other thing about Alabama is they shoot the ball really well. They're shooting 55%. So, and this is one of the most – there has not been an Alabama basketball team that's been able to score like this in probably 10 years. Um, the last time that they were able to score this kind of clip um, was about 10 years ago. So this, this is an unusually uh, offensive-minded team that the Crimson Tide will bring in. Uh, they're good rebounders. This, this will be an, a nice challenge for BYU. And as I mentioned, we've seen over the last couple of games where BYU go, will go through these lulls where they're not hitting their shots. And I don't think you're going to be able to do that for an extended period of time against a team like Alabama and have a legitimate chance to beat them. The, the BYU shooting is going to have to stay on pretty much all afternoon. Well, tell Jay-Z hello. I know he has a concert coming up Sunday, and uh, he's mm-hmm. from Brooklyn, so tell him hi, and uh, good luck on the call. We'll, well, t- we'll tell, be listening. Tell Beyonce. I said, I don't care about Jay-Z. <laughs> I'll, uh, tell Beyonce I'll to answer it. her texts. Yes. Brian. No, no, she doesn't, we don't need to go there. Just respond to my tweet. That's it. If I run into them, I will make sure that I tell them hello, and I'm sure they'll know exactly who you are. Yeah, exactly. Appreciate that. Jason, we appreciate it. Good luck, brother. Thanks, guys. It's Jason Shepard on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Again, you can listen to Jason Shepard and Mark Duran on the call coming up at 2.30 Eastern on BYU Radio, pregame at 1.30. Coming up, BYU alums playing on Turkey Day and the rest of the weekend in the NFL. We will update you next. Plus today's Rise and Shout, who gets it? And a few of your tweets. This is BYU Sports Nation on Black Friday. Everyone chilling or what? BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Thanks to our guests today, Dennis Pitta, Steve Cleveland, and Jason Shepard.
If you missed any of today's show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. Men's hoops plays 25th ranked Alabama today at 2.30 Eastern in Brooklyn. The tide is a 7.5 favorite. Cougars play UMass tomorrow as well, 2.30 Eastern time, part of the Barclays Center Classic Tournament. Listen to both games on BYU Radio. It's on Facebook Live as well, but pregame coverage starts at 1.30 on BYU Radio coming up today and tomorrow. Football. BYU football plays their final game of the 2017 season tomorrow. The Cougars are in Hawaii. So jelly. Good for them. Peanut butter and jelly. Yay. Uh, The Cougars are a three-point favorite. Uh, Coverage on BYU TV begins with countdown to kickoff at 8 p.m. Eastern tomorrow. BYU radio pregame begins at 7 p.m. Cougars in the NFL. Ziggy onside, two tackles and a sack for the Lions in a loss to the Vikings yesterday. It's a busy weekend for other Cougars in the NFL. Jamal Williams and the Packers play in Pittsburgh Sunday. Daniel Sorensen and the Chiefs play the Bills. And Kyle Van Noy and the Patriots play the Dolphins. Women's basketball. The ladies host Georgia tomorrow in the Marriott Center at 4 Eastern time live on BYU TV. Cougars overseas. Kalani Purcell had five points, 11 rebounds, and six assists for the Melbourne Boomers in a loss to the Townsville Fire last night. Today's Rise and Shout is brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. DexterLaw.com. It goes to all the turkeys who gave of their lives for the feast that we all had yesterday. Yeah. Although I didn't eat turkey yesterday. I had Bam Bam's brisket, dude. It you was know what? awesome. I usually don't eat turkey. This is the first time I did because, you know, my mom's here in town. Yeah. So my mom, what, my, mom my, and my and my dad, psh, man, everything. Turkey, ham, mashed potatoes, cornbread, collard greens. Cornbread. Woo! Man, it was, it was it was good, man. It was it felt like back home. Felt our, like Granny was cooking. Our elite tweet of the day, get a guaranteed one win at Hawaii in football or basketball versus Bama at Educator Jones. Picks basketball versus Bama. Guarantees powers. I don't think they need the magical hashtag BYUSN power, guaranteed powers. <laughs> Conversation continues 24 7 on Twitter using the hashtag BYUSN. The show is on demand on BYUSN.com. Brian, I'm Jerem. Shout out to Jerry Dalman. Peace!